Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Ergon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, BQ.FM, Rock of Talk, 550-500-Years Kiva, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Podcasting, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Here we get rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and rockoftalk.news. As always, in the Kiva on a Monday afternoon on our election eve, and we've got a lunar eclipse happening uh, beginning about uh, 1 a.m. Uh, tonight. So I won't be watching. I'll be trying to get as much sleep because then I've got to stay up tomorrow for the festivities. Let me line it up for you because I'll be on the air beginning at 4 p.m. tomorrow, going all the way at least until 11, possibly later. So let's all get ready. There's no voting today. The voting ended. The numbers were uh, pretty pretty darn good. That's about all I can say. Let me uh, kind of read you the, without getting into the statistics, uh, shall we? Let's just talk about how good this was. It was uh, really, really good. Um, tonight, also I'll give you an event that I want you all to go to, okay? I believe there'll be a thousand plus people there, uh, but I want as many people that can go tonight to go. It is from Mark Ronchetti. Okay, Mark Mark Ronchetti. Here it is. Uh, voting on Saturday. The stat is as many Republicans showed up as Democrats did on Saturday. That has never happened before. Be excited about that. That is a good indicator. That is a good indicator that things could turn out for us if that continues. Okay, this is big. Almost as many Republicans as Democrats showed up on Saturday. Remember, Democrats early vote, okay? They send in absentees. Republicans generally don't. So we are a point better right now than 2018, all right? So we've exceeded expectations overall. More people are enthusiastic about this, but that's, that's the thing that you can read about this. So remember, we are now moving into more, a lot of GOP people voting day of the election. We will have more people turn out as Republicans tomorrow than they have Democrats that turn out tomorrow. So I want to tell you how this is all going to work. And then I'm going to talk to you about the event uh, tonight. So let me tell you that. And then I'll give you a list of our guests uh, for tomorrow, which is all set up. Like I said, I'll be here until 11 uh tomorrow night so i want to share this with you because this is uh, really important and this has to do with the way the polls are going to come in tomorrow okay so to start like it does every time michelle lujan grisham is going to be up pretty big okay on that first release of those votes the news media is going to try and snow you as they always do okay they're going to try and call the election early, okay, almost right away, right? This right now is going to prevent them from doing such a thing, for doing such a stupid thing tomorrow, okay? So when the first election results get, remember, I, I went through this myself, first election results get reported, it'll be between 7.30 to 7.45. They'll have the tabulations that are going to come in, and they're going to try and put check marks for all of the candidates, all right? 
but I just want you to pay attention to two races tomorrow. Okay. The first one is Mark Ronchetti for governor. The second one is Yvette Harrell. Okay. So she's going to be up the lead. If it's within 10 and I'll probably say between seven to eight points. Okay. If the first numbers come out and it has Michelle Lujan Grisham up 55, 45 or 53, 45 and two with that other third, third, uh, candidate that's taking points only from the Republican. I want you at that point to take a sigh of relief. You will have done your job in the early voting. Okay. Because the rest of the night, all Mark Ronchetti will be doing is be eating up that league lead with every single thing, every single precinct, every single voting station that reports in. All right. And we have the national guard converging on 24 States. Now, we, of course, are one of them, all right? They have to maintain control. You have the federal government. We don't trust the DOJ. We don't trust the FBI. And there are 100-plus agents that, that are here, okay? But I don't want you guys to act up tomorrow. Show up, go vote, voting irregularities, all those types of things. Text them back directly to me. Uh, I'll redirect you to where they need to uh, essentially go, all right? So if it's 53:45 to start, it's going to be a long night for the Democrats. That's the way that this is going to go. And he's going to eat up about a point to a point and a half, probably every 10, 15, 20 minutes. But you're going to probably say, have all of the reporting results come in in probably three or four dumps. Okay. That first dump is somewhere between 730 to 745. Next dump will be between somewhere between 805 and maybe 820. Third dump will be somewhere between like 840 to 850. Then you're going to get one probably right away in that nine o'clock hour. Okay. That's going to be a fourth dump. And Michelle Lujan Grisham and, and Mark Ronchetti should be within two to three points by that nine o'clock dump. If that's it, we are in striking distance and we're going to make the rest happen. Okay. I feel very confident. Now, tonight, the event I want you to go to, and notice I'm speaking a little bit uh, more slowly because apparently there were people showing up thinking they could vote today. Uh, I don't know how many times I have to reiterate. We gave you deadlines. We told you where it is. There's no voting today period, the end. You can't send anything out. Early voting was over. Last time you could request an absentee ballot was a third. You got to pay attention to these deadlines, okay? And I, I feel bad for some of the older people who are out there. Tomorrow, 7 to 7, okay? If you're there at 6.59 p.m. tomorrow, don't be. But if you are, you are in line to vote. If you're there at 7, you're not in line to vote. That's It's as easy as that. Those are the cutoff, okay? Uh, tomorrow, or tonight, excuse me, here is what I want you guys to go to. You don't have to RSVP. It's going to be at North Domingo Baca Park. Go see Mark Ronchetti tonight, 6 to 8 p.m., okay? A few hours before the uh, lunar moon there, or the lunar, what is it, lunar eclipse, okay? Uh, tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. Start heading over there since now. North Domingo Baca Park, 6 to 8 p.m. I'll give that announcement at the beginning of, of each one of these segments and head out there and uh, be a be a part of uh, a good crowd that's going to be out there. I'm assuming there'll be somewhere between six, seven, eight hundred, if not a thousand people on hand. Uh, please don't go and start anything or do anything. Should be a good event. Hopefully they can film. Hopefully that'll lead to some good things for tomorrow. Okay, as far as turnout, I've already told you how that's going to work out. All right, tomorrow's show starting at four p.m. tomorrow. Okay. I'll have my opening monologue. I'll tell you kind of where we're at, what we're seeing. First poll, polls will close at, at 5 p.m. Steve Pierce will be joining me, okay, at 4.15. That's not going to be an easy 
uh, conversation for Steve. All right. So I'll be asking, he's going to be down in Las Cruces tomorrow. Mark Ronchetti's people are going to be up here in Albuquerque. I hope to have Mark on tomorrow. I hope, but I'm not planning on it. Okay. Then I have Walt, uh, and Greg Zanetti, Walt Benson, Greg Zanetti for the five o'clock hour, five to six. Okay. And then we're going to start tabulating national stuff, six to seven. All right. From seven to seven 30, I have Dr. Summers. You of course know he's been doing a lot of stuff. Seven 30 to eight. I'll have Dinah Vargas eight to eight 30. I'll have uh, Casey eight 39. I have Mikhail, his wife nine. I'll have uh, Natalie nine 30. I'll have Jay bird. Uh, 10 o'clock, I'll be getting election results from Arizona for my good friend who worked the polls. We look into regularities there. And then uh, at 1030, I've got a special guest, and that'll go directly into hopefully us reporting the remainder of the stuff. So that's the show for tomorrow. Back in three, you and me in the Kiva. on them cultural appropriation at its finest little chuck the public enemy tomorrow you guys got to fight the power and the power is not the republican party ladies and gentlemen no you know that uh, for 88 years they have dominated us it stops tomorrow stops tomorrow and you're going to make that happen eddie i just heard your lineup for tomorrow program sounds fantastic and very professional i just want to thank you for your time Setting all that up and all the hard work, I know that maybe on one six, what it takes to do that is what one sixteenth on what it takes to do that. Thank you uh, at the Rock of Talk. Six hours of Eddie Aragon tomorrow. Go Red Wave. Seven hours actually, four to eleven. That's Louis Sanchez. Thanks for checking in. Uh, the Republican Louis Sanchez. Uh, crossing my fingers, I voted Republican all the way up and down. I pray often, but doing it tonight, uh, Eddie. I think the polls are missing the frustration of being canceled. Ignore these last two years. I predict it won't be a red tsunami. It will be a red asteroid punching a hole through the center of the earth. Uh, by the way, you guys can all go to markronchetti.com and a uh, very funny article in the conservative New Mexican. Uh, I do want to point your attention. I'm not going to say the man's name or point to any of that kind of stuff. Um, we're looking to close this thing out uh, tomorrow. I told you how it can be done. And uh, we've got to close people disgusting, you know, people like this out uh, tomorrow. This is just someone... Uh, I think she also needs to retire. You're going to love hearing about this because so many of you guys are now back on Twitter, and that's exciting. So uh, take a listen right here. So it has been a little over a week since Elon Musk took over Twitter, and the place is a, it's a mess. He's already called back some of the workforce. He fired a few days ago. He's putting his $8 charge for blue check verification. Vacation on hold. First, it was going to be $20. Now it's going to be $8. He also suspended Kathy Griffin for impersonating him on a parody account, uh, which has started a free. Did you notice they didn't even bring up the whole thing about when they beheaded Trump and all that? No, they couldn't say that. No, they're, they're, they're upset about Kathy Griffin getting banned. 
I mean, you see all the comeuppance here. I'm, I'm culturally appropriating public enemy and steering it right back at them. Folks, it's going to be a red, absolutely blast tomorrow throughout the rest of this country. I just hope that we pick that up right here. I mean, people are, are trying to sort of hold back. And then you're seeing how crazy they're going and they're boycotting. They're doing the boycotting all of a sudden. Where, where it was us doing the boycotting before. Do you notice how everything's done a complete and total 180 on them? Because we kept up the pressure. You know, these people, Whoopi included, couldn't be happier about when Rush Limbaugh died. Do you know that it's talk radio that saved this country in 2016? And do you know that it's talk radio now that's also doing the very same thing? Because they shut you down on Twitter. They shut you down on social media. They shut you down, shut you down absolutely everywhere else. And you kept on listening. You, the numbers prove it. You kept on patronizing. You kept on supporting those businesses that support all this stuff. And you said, well, we got to find some place to talk about this. Where's the public square? The public square is not allowed anywhere anymore. And you said, oh, okay. And I know where to find it. It's on talk radio because it never left. I thought nobody listened to those people. And yet you find that the entire conversation has changed. And these people have been hanging out in these social media networks and they're trying to use TikTok and they're trying to use all these social and to no avail. Because we've taken over Twitter. And in fact, right now, conservatives are starting to take over TikTok. And we're still getting, despite that, the D D Department of Justice and the FBI and all these people doing everything they can, in spite of every editorial on the side of the left, the truth can't be put away. We have nailed this. You have nailed this. The people are smart. They cannot be fooled. Throughout the entire country, they haven't felt this confident in ages. Now, here's, here's what happens. If it doesn't happen the way that it's expected by the pollsters throughout the rest of the country, let me tell you, there'll be a reckoning, the type of which you have never seen. There's not an expectation. There's a guarantee tomorrow that the House will belong to the Republicans. There's not an expectation that the Senate is going to maybe be Republican. There's an absolute guarantee tomorrow based upon everything that we've seen in the polling. You couldn't have any more disinformation that has gone out there. The disinformation stops. And this is why uh, Whoopi and the rest of the people that are on, the, uh, on Twitter are having their meltdowns. Elon Musk is up and down promoting Republicans, Republicans as much as he possibly can. And that's the guy that's the richest guy in the world based upon one of the most liberal ideas, which is green new energy vehicles. And they're having a meltdown. That's the takeaway of this whole entire thing. Everything is absolutely just coming apart for these people. And you can hear it. Free Kathy hashtag to Trent. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting off. I'm yeah. getting off today because I just feel like, you know, it's it's so messy, yeah. and I, I I'm tired of now having had certain kinds of attitudes blocked, and now they're back. Oh, ho, ho. wow! Do you remember just me having this conversation with you? Like, ah, I'm off of Twitter. I'm off all this stuff because. Yeah, they banned my president, Donald Trump. They banned the president of the United States, and you guys are manufacturing. Just listen to how sweet that is. That's what you call sweet justice. Like, you know, it's, it's so messy, yeah. and I, I, I'm tired of now having had certain kinds 
of attitudes blocked and now they're back on. Yeah. And I just, I'm going to get out. She was very happy that you were gone. And now that you have a voice, she couldn't be any angrier. She's decided to get off where your voice is allowed. Wait, wait, uh, she on a network? Yeah, that would be channel seven, the network. That would be the place that you'd be boycotting tomorrow. Okay. You're not going to watch or listen to Channel 7 in their news, or you're not going to listen to Channel 4 after they submitted the questions to Michelle Lujan Grisham. Hey, go ahead and run with this, this stuff back in 2018. You're not going to be able to trust the news anymore. There is no trust because Whoopi and the people that are on it, and look who the media is turning. The media is turning on Carrie Lake. The media is turning on Dr. Oz. The media is turning on Mark Ronchetti. The media has turned on every single person that's come from them because they have been exposed by the very people who worked in those organizations' operations. Why do you think I'm not like so much? Because I'm from the media. Those three people tomorrow, if they can come out with a win, what does that say? It says that the media is corrupt. They're the ones working in conjunction with the federal government, with the DOJ, with the FBI, with Mark Zuckerberg, all working together to ban your voice. And now that you have a voice, you're going to let it be heard. And these people, Kathy Griffin, Whoopi Goldberg, good riddance. You don't get ratings. You can't pay your own bills. You have a top-heavy contract because you're running your agenda. And it has been destroyed and exposed out and if it settles down and i feel more comfortable yeah maybe i'll come back but as of tonight i'm done with twitter <laughs> yeah, that's great good i'm glad all the people at the view you know can all can all feel good about the fact that they're gone and they're done with twitter have a little bit o- over what what you guys have been serving up to us it's exactly what you've been serving and we're tired of it and we kept up we kept the faith you wouldn't have been able to do that they wouldn't have been able to go ahead and keep that going, but we did because we knew all along we had truth on our side. So many good things. We're going to cover all the things that we've covered over the last couple of weeks, right? What do they say? What, what, what do they say about us that we're destroying democracy? Isn't that this is the day when d- democracy ends and all these types of things? I think that they said that Greg Gutfeld was having some fun uh, this afternoon. I was actually just watching him. I, uh, I, I know I met Greg, know Greg when I was up there and he was pretty cool. His office was a couple of, of doors down from the person who does all the, the radio stuff. Just listen to this. It's very funny. What a difference between Whoopi Goldberg and the number one rated guy on uh, cable, and that would be Greg Gutfeld. Okay, so what we've got now, Greg, uh-huh. is a president who comes out and says, I'm going to shut down the coal mines. And then Karine Jean-Pierre comes out and she says, the truth is, I am not going, or the president's words were twisted. And then he comes out today, they let him out again, and he decides that uh, he's going to say there's not going to be any drilling. Yeah. Why did they let him out? I don't know. Well, I, I want to say I, I'm so excited. We are a day away from the end of democracy. And I have been putting all of my energy into destroying this incredibly fragile system of governance. I'm just so thrilled. You know what I did today? Oh, it's fantastic. I put up flyers all over my neighborhood saying the election was canceled. Uh, (laughs) I set up a voter registration booth at NYU and I took all their information and I threw it in the East River. It is time to have a little bit of fun. That fun's going to begin tomorrow and the rebuilding will start the day after. Back in three, you and me here in the Kiva. Thanks for tuning in. 
shove all of these songs up the asses of every one of those leftists. I'm going to take every one of those leftist songs and uh, redirect them right back at them uh, from punk to rap to everything. And we'll use it for our motivation as we get ready for tomorrow for the avalanche of uh, red voting that's going to be going on. And I certainly am excited. And I certainly hope that uh, you are as well. Lots of good texts uh, coming in. As the saying goes, the truth will set you free. Funny whoopee. And by the way, as you text in, I'm going to read everything. So this is a very organic show. I uh, have the calls open. So if you want to jump in, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, the other guy, the guy that calls in all the time with that uh, thing, he'll get hung up on. So just let me know that you're going to go ahead and call in and uh, text ahead at 505-550-5500. And I'll pick up the phone. As the saying goes, the truth will set you free, Eddie. Funny Whoopi sounded six sheets to the wind, drowning her sorrows, uh, I suppose. Uh, Eddie, I don't consider you part of the media. You weren't corrupt. You don't lie. You back everything. Uh, with data, an honest voice, a ray of light, that's what you are. That's very nice of you. I appreciate that. Eddie, it's all about how she feels. I hope she feels really bad. It's going to be a tough day uh, for Whoopi Goldberg tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Let's hope Ronchetti wins. Oh, I got to forward the uh, forward the phone. Sorry about that. I got like my phone blowing up. Uh, you can call. Let's see. Boom. There you go. I uh, hope you don't mind me shoving those songs up their asses uh, for the next couple of days. It's going to be a lot of fun. So. That's, uh, and I'm going to say it exactly that way because it's, you are going to enjoy it. You know, all of our people who have invested, everybody who has done everything that they possibly can to, you know, stay red and believe in this country and, 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 and back the blue and back our military and stand up for the Constitution and stand up for our rights throughout this country. You guys are getting your voices heard. We had to work until this day and then show up tomorrow. Okay. And they're sending out all sorts of misinformation that that's coming out. And I'll get to that uh, a little bit later. Uh, Eddie of the bomb, Eddie, give it to them in both barrels. That's what we got to do. Uh, we are the counterculture. That's exactly right. So there's no doubt about it. Let's hope Ron Kitty wins. The state is in sad shape. I love public enemy because we on the right are the new public enemies. That's exactly right. Uh, you saw what has happened with all that. You guys can go ahead and call in now. I forwarded the phones. The information war is happening right in front of us. That's what this whole thing has been for two and a half years, and we have won. We have won because we didn't let up. We didn't let up. It was either that they were going to throw us in jail for speaking the truth, right? Or we were going to stay around long enough to go ahead and show them the truth, and that's what we're doing right now. We've exposed these fools. These fools have been exposed on every level. You know, I've been fighting. I've read that impeachment thing. I mean, I'm just, I'm so proud of all the things that everyone's been putting every effort running for stupid positions that we didn't even want. Like, I'm so glad I'm not mayor. I really am. I'm so glad that I didn't win like CD1. I'm glad that the Republican Party at that time was so corrupt that they had to go ahead and, and throw some other person against me. They, 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 oh, no, we don't want that guy running. They don't want him running. Don't want him running his mouth. We just want to shut him up. We want to do everything they can. They came after that tower. They took it down. They did everything. Tomorrow they get their comeuppance. Maybe not in every place here. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty darn good. 
Uh, I miss the being blocked. Yeah, it's free speech is messy. Deal with it, you dumb broad. It's all about how she feels. And I hope she feels red, red, real red, white, and blue, baby. Stand firm. Uh, Eddie, I canceled the view years ago and all the local news agencies. I only watch Fox and listen to you and other talk radio shows. You and the rock of talk have Eddie, the lunar eclipse will feature a blood red color. Even the moon wants to be a red wave. Heard that earlier. Rejection is sometimes God's protection. You're not going to make me cry today before you vote. Go grocery shopping, gas up your car, pay your bills, look at your 401k, then vote. That's the story. The whole story is that, that in and of itself. That's, that's the whole story tomorrow. Before you vote, go grocery shopping, gas up your car, pay your bill. Look at these poor people. And what the, look at what our poor country has been subjected to with these idiots. The American idiot. Uh, no, it's not George Bush, uh, Green Day. No, Billy. It's, uh, it is absolutely uh, uh, Joe Biden. I mean, you can't find a stupider man than him. I uh, dare you to try. You would, you'd be hard pressed. Let's say Mark Ronchetti tonight, Santa Domingo Park, beginning at six o'clock. Start going there since now. Get out there. Help Mark win, please. Uh, hi, Eddie. I just bought a new Fire Cube. I don't know what that is. The latest one doesn't support your app. I am using the old Fire that works. Heads up. I'm still watching with the old device. Oh, someone's watching. Uh, I've got more terabytes that are going out than I've ever seen. So I don't know what to, to do about all that. And that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. Okay. So let me, Get to some other uh, stuff. 550, 5500. You heard Greg Gutfeld. Let me play the uh, rest of uh, of that piece as he was uh, uh, going out. He's a funny guy. He's a good guy. Very insightful shop. Number one. Sharp. Uh, number one on cable. <laughs> anyway, um, I get it from Joe Biden is that he doesn't care what he says. There are two kinds of lies that we've seen in the last eight, uh, four to six years. When Trump fibbed, it was always a, ba- a salesman's fib. It was like trying to get you past the sale. You're going to love this. It's going to be so great. You're going to be bored with winning. That was his lie. It was an exaggeration of an affirmation. With with Biden, he he can. It's a political lie. He can contradict the very same thing he said before. He could demand the oil companies that they step up drilling, and then in the next breath say there's no drilling because he doesn't believe in anything he says. He's been in politics for so long that words don't matter. He assumes that we all have tiny, tiny attention spans, and that he can say whatever he wants. And then you got this guy talking about Chef Boyardee. Boyardee, is that what it is? Love that stuff. By the way, cheap food's great. But then how long before the squad says, you know what? That Purina catch how with a little water, it can go a long way with a family of four. Wow, that's exactly where we are. Just told you that. Just read that to you. It's it's evident there. I mean, we are on the uh, brink of uh, no return impoverishment. The economy, uh, certainly people have, you know, been shut down, shut in, and now you've got huge layoffs. I told you Facebook wouldn't be around in 10 years. I'll probably be uh, five years, uh, excuse me, five years behind schedule uh, on that prediction. 550, 500, that's 550, 500. And let's review, shall we, those things that we have covered over the last uh, couple of weeks uh, that I think that are oh so important to review again. So the previous Monday, back on the 24th, and remember, it's always the, the couple of weeks that leading up that helps people sort of decide what's happened. Now, you can't vote today, so I can't really help you decide. But a lot of people need some some last minute ammo. We're talking about like probably two to three percent that have left to decide. OK, and you have to think things at a national level. Who is on the ballot? Joe Biden is on the ballot. They made such a big deal. He won some. Never have you seen a president 
with so much failure, which is another confirmation that the books were cooked on the 2020 election. No candidate could actually go out and say that because they would be totally and completely disqualified, DQ'd by the Albuquerque Journal or DQ'd by Channel 13 or DQ'd by Channel 4 or Channel 7. Okay. And you know what, what, what those channels are doing right now? Because they are DQing themselves. They're going out, and I was just reading this on something called Newsbreak, local news close-up, New Mexico station, try new things. This coming from broadcasting and state and cable. Why? Because they're illegitimate. Tessa Mentes is illegitimate as a newscaster now. KOB Channel 4 has sold them. And of course, the, if you go back and you look at all the tweets, you look at all the stuff, the cameraman who actually leaked all of the questions to Mel- Michelle Lujan Grisham, I've got photos with him with Barack Obama. Guess who he works for? He works for Tim Keller. Okay? This is all of the information that has come out. The person that leaked those con- that stuff now works and was rewarded with Tim Keller. And so Donaldson beating her chest. So, you know, we're doing everything we possibly can to go ahead and, and expose and see what this is. If anybody has the information to come forward, well, the person who it doesn't matter who, who came forward with it, it's whether or not they're acknowledging it because Chris Ramirez already acknowledged it. And on Channel 7 and Channel 13, Channel 7, Doug and Shelley after they referred to Mark Ronchetti as only a talk radio, or not a talk radio host, as a television personality. Michelle didn't do that once. Michelle Lujan Grisham did that twice to Mark Ronchetti. Bob Clark, Shelly Rabondo, and Doug Fernandez. No three, n- none of the three stood up for themselves in the Hey, what do you mean just a talk radio host? What do you mean just a television personality? They didn't do that. Nobody stands up to power in this state. Tessa doesn't, certainly anybody that's ever been on the side of her, right? They want you to feel good. They want you to watch what they're doing. They want you to uh, sit there and listen to the lies that they're spewing. Channel 7, same thing, doing their soft sale, their soft shoe, if you will. And Channel 13, well, they'll report on what they want to report when they want to report it. Although you do have Jessica Garata, who's probably the most credible newscaster in the entire market uh, at this time. Now, they're saying, oh, Next year, KOA turns 70. KOB reaches 75 years. Oh, a Facebook, how old are they? What, 15 years? Yeah, let's, let's get rid of all of them. How about KRQE? They said, Hearst Television owns KOAT and ABC affiliate. Folks, people don't trust the media. That's why you're going to see this landslide happening everywhere across the country tomorrow. Back in through you and me in the Kiva.
up the asses of the left, uh, all these zombies that are out there who believed all the things that the government and the media was telling them the entire time. They could have sat here and heard the truth. They could have impeached MLG at impeachmlg.com. We have nothing but people who think for themselves, independent thinkers who love this country, who love this land, who love their families, who love their children. And uh, they do not need to apologize for anything that they've done, that they've worked to get themselves to just this point, which hopefully will be the beginning of turning everything around tomorrow. From Black Lives Matter to Antifa to the scorching of the Constitution and every other way that they've gaslit you, abused you, forced you to mask, forced you to vax, made you feel inept. This is their comeuppance tomorrow. It happens all tomorrow. And I can tell you again, if that reckoning does not happen the way that it should or the way that it's supposed to, there will be other things that could potentially happen because people are tired of putting up. We will get to 2026 and 250 years in this country. I told you that's what we were fighting for. The greatest country on God's green earth, and we're about to lose it because we want to make so-and-so more comfortable about where they live and what they do. They want you to apologize for your success. They want you to go ahead and grovel at them while they sit there and embarrass you and your family and every little last bit of decency that you could possibly salvage in this world. While they insult your God and they insult your religion and they insult what you believe and they sit there and they make fun of you and make you feel less than and make you feel like you're a square and not cool. That's not you. You don't have to put up with that. You love this country. You love this state. You love your family. You love the red, white, and blue, and you love what it stands for. You love prayer. You love going to church. You believe in God, but you believe mostly in yourself because this country has enabled you to get to that point, and you were almost at a point where you questioned anything that you believe because they had gaslit you so much. So many of you have taken the vaccine, and some of you have done all these things against your own will because you wanted to make somebody and appease somebody or just go ahead and just not make somebody feel uncomfortable while you have been increasingly uncomfortable, where you have decided to go ahead and end your own life from the standpoint of either putting a bottle to your head or worse yet, putting a vax in your arm and making you with a 2.5% chance of myocarditis. 25,000 people now out of a million will be suffering from myocarditis, if not more, the clot shot. Why did we have to go ahead and expedite that? What was the need? Why did we need to get that done? I thought we were working towards herd immunity. Or wait, was it worth work six uh, social distancing? We shut down families. We shut down friends. We shut down small businesses. We kept big businesses open. We did all of these things during this time to justify what the government was doing to you and to us, abusing you, insulting you, then forcing you to take money, forcing you to take the very thing that they were offering. And you saw it, okay, yeah, I'll take that. I'll sign up for your PPP. I'll sign up for your paycheck. I'll sign up for anything that you give me as long as you make this thing stop. I'll do my part. I'll be the patriot that you need me to be. Well, you sat there and you got insulted. You sat there and you got disrespected. You sat there and you let your kids got taken advantage of. Not because you wanted to, but because you had to, because you had to make ends meet, because everybody else was doing it. And you don't want to kind of push back to all of that because that is what being a zombie is all about, is not thinking for yourself. That's what they want. And when you work and when you take money from the government and when you are owned by the government, 
You do not possess your own life. So many of you have said, well, what I do with my entire life? Well, I don't know. You were with the government the entire life. What do you have to show for? You know what? The government wants you. They want you to be owned. And there'll be a reckoning that will have to happen. And you don't want to be loved by the, by the things of this world. And you don't want to be loved by the government. You don't want to be loved by those entities and institutions would have been seeking out to destroy families and people with values. They don't want you to, to exist. Why else would they roll out something that they know isn't in your best interest? The only thing I can think of is that they want to hurt this country so bad, destroy it so badly, so that nothing else is left to exist. Yeah, I would love to have this, 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 and this in my gubernatorial candidate, but I didn't. I would love to have been talking about vaxing and taxing and all of these other things that we could have been talking about. But because the media controlled the framework for what we would have a discussion about, abortion, and frame it into positive for them, Instead of the real things, as crime went up, maybe you had a family, maybe you had a friend, a family member, or a friend, or maybe you just knew of somebody that you were, I don't know, a couple of degrees separated from. They got killed, they got murdered because you wanted to go ahead and justify the, the criminals out there and you wanted to give them another chance at being free again. You know what? We're all the criminals because nobody is free. We're imprisoned in this state institution known as New Mexico, dominated by the crazy left who have sought to destroy everything, particularly small businesses and people who are sole proprietors and sort of people who are independents and who think for themselves. They may have done that. We'll find out tomorrow. They told you not to question voting. They told you not to question the VAC. They told you not to question these things. You ever think for a second as to why they told you that? Around the rest of the country, they're wide open, and people are very dissatisfied with the left. For a man who won 81 million votes, how quickly they are completely and totally dissatisfied two years later, that tells you he did not get those votes that they said he got, and they're about to try and steal it again tomorrow by setting the false expectation, including here. Take a listen. Biden's job approval rating sits at 44% in this final NBC News poll. By the way, all-time low with independence. His approval rating is just 28%. And let me put this in context for you. You independents, you are going to save this state tomorrow. It's all up to you. The Republicans, we're already counting you in. We know that there's not a single Republican out there who could have voted for one Democrat. And you independents, we know that you're going to show up and do the right thing tomorrow. We know it. What does a job rating mean? Some people believe it's the single most important indicator to understand where a midterm election is going. Bill Clinton's 44% job approval rating translated into a 54-seat loss for his party. A 45% job approval rating for President Obama in 2010 translated to 63 lost House seats. 46% for President Trump, 40 House seat loss for his party. So what will 44% Give us. And here's the, to me, the number you probably ought to care about the most in this poll. The state of the U.S. economy. 81% tell us they're dissatisfied. This is the second highest number we've ever recorded. The last time it was this high was just before the 2010 election. And you know how that one went. Lamestream, mainstream media is saying this. The epitaph has been written. So when I tell you that there'll be a reckoning if things don't turn out the way that they are expected to tomorrow, 
It just won't be me that's doing it. It will be for certain. It will have to turn out a certain way tomorrow. There is a mandate to get rid of the Democratic Party at this point. Anybody who is attaching themselves to the Democrat Party, which doesn't include NBC today, and you've got KOAT locally, NBC, KOB, Channel 4, out doing puff pieces and other news places, like how they're going to celebrate 75 years of Democratic domination. You mean 75 years have you been around and not doing your job of questioning, right? Question everything. Where is the fourth estate? They have been nowhere. In the last minute, the 11th hour, NBC, ABC, CBS suddenly showing up because they got to call a spade a spade because their very journalistic integrity has been questioned. Because they can't be out in front and lie to you any longer. They've been lying to you for decades. So stand up, get up, get motivated, get out there, get your vote, get your voice heard, and do it tomorrow. Hour one in the books, hour two just for you in the Kiva. We'll pick it up in here after we check on the news. Thanks for listening. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday, The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am coming at you from the ABQ this afternoon. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Stitcher SoundCloud, and Spotify, as well as Audible and rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. Don't forget to subscribe. Five bucks a month, 50 bucks a year, or 16 cents a day for 1600 uh, directly at rockoftalk.chat, rockoftalk.news. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. I want to send you guys all out uh, one hour until the kickoff. Uh, there's already stages set up and things are going. There's a, a good uh, police presence uh, out there as well right now, so that's exciting. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Ronchetti will be out there, so please go out and uh, support him uh, if you would. I uh, really, really would love to see you guys out there. Uh, it's taking place uh, over at Santo Domingo Baca, North Domingo Baca Park, excuse me, 7521 Carmel Avenue. It'll be from 6 to 8 tonight. Go have a good time. Uh, meet like-minded people. Give some people some high fives and show Mark some love. Uh, he's put some uh, a lot of effort into this. Uh, don't forget to show Yvette Harrell some love uh, as well. And then, of course, your uh, local representative candidates uh, as well. I want to see as many of you out there as possible, uh, especially... Uh, on this eve of the election, blood moon tonight. So uh, there it is. And uh, let's kind of go through. You've heard about Biden's job approval rating, 28% with independence. 81% of Americans are dissatisfied with the state of the U.S. economy. You know, that whoopies out of Twitter. I mean, the whole thing is, I think they're trying to use social media. Social media is falling flat on its face during this election. It's just nothing really to kind of go for at this point. Um, but let's hear from the woman who is the architect and I'm going to get to this, I think a little bit more in depth, uh, by just reviewing all the things that we have learned. And we've learned a lot over the last couple of weeks. That is what we need to sort of review. Um, for example, uh, back on the 24th, as I was starting there, we discussed quiet quitting currency, gas, GOP, FBI, and APS. 70% of you are not quiet quitting your jobs. It means that you are workers. You guys get out there right? You pay your bills. 
you're not waiting for the government handout from the chat, I mean, the check from the uh, government as a handout. You're not waiting for any of those types of things. We are staying employed. We are staying looking for something to do. We're supporting our employers or we're supporting our employees if we employ other people, right? So that is really big. Uh, So many uh, of the new trends, especially for the younger people, oh, I can get a job anywhere. There's three, four, five, six jobs. What about houses? Oh, I can't find a house to begin with. Now you just heard at the top of the top of the hour, what's happening in the market for both of those. Okay. The unemployment rate going up, huge layoffs in the tech sector, right? Twitter, what are all those guys going to do? What is all the Facebook guys going to do? This is good news for this country. Okay. Let me tell you how. Oh, Eddie, that's terrible. How how dare you say people losing their jobs is a good thing? Well, they weren't providing any value. The companies themselves were soaking up a huge loss factor of time. I mean, how many people have burnt up a day, a week, a month, a year on Facebook? How much of your life is consumed by social media? What are you actually getting from it? Are you any smarter? If the result of X plus Y is Z, if Twitter plus Facebook equals Joe Biden, Can you honestly tell me that your time has been well spent? Even the very people like, well, we don't want to talk about Joe Biden anymore. We don't want to talk about Black Lives Matter anymore. I don't want to be even black people don't want to be associated with black Black Lives Matter. They really don't ask him. (laughs) I know plenty. So there you go. And then nearly 70 percent of you are not quiet quitting your job. Digital currency means government control of your life. Four different places have done that. Okay. Guess what happened while you were sleeping in September? That's what Joe Biden did. Crazy ass Joe. That's what he's doing. Absolutely disgusting with this digital currency. China already has it. India is already pushing forward. You saw what happened in Sri Lanka. Then they start rationing things. Do you want more government control? Well, Joe Biden does. He doesn't know what he wants control of. He doesn't even know that he's in control. The economy has won the election for the GOP. Gas prices, did you notice, just like I told you back two weeks ago, gas prices will not, and they have not, because people don't care about gas prices enough now. They're already used to paying over three bucks. So what are you going to do? Get it Get it to 320 Way to go, Joe. They were at, I uh, believe, when uh, Donald Trump left office at like 239 Yeah, we're, we're, he beat you by a buck, and you're sitting here bragging that it's not five bucks anymore. Hillary, when's the last time you drove a truck, uh, drove a car? Joe Biden, when's the last time you drove in something that wasn't chauffeured, right? Probably in 1973 in that brand Corvette that you uh, <laughs> were driving around of your wives, your new wife, right? DeSantis and Trump are working together to defeat Dems. Well, they were until Saturday. I'm very disappointed in Donald Trump. I'll spend all of five seconds by saying right now, I'm not happy with Donald Trump whatsoever. It's disgusting that he called DeSantis to sanctimonious, and I'll leave it there. So we'll we'll deal with Trump uh, after this on Wednesday. I don't think that he should declare. He's gonna need uh, he's gonna need his own uh, schooling before all that. And I can tell you, every Republican that I've spoken to all feels the same. If you can't, if that's your tact going in four days from the election, is to take all of the uh, air out of the room and and put it to yourself by calling Ron DeSantis, who has now dealt with not one but now what's coming a second hurricane. People's lives are devastated out there, and he's dealt with that. The FBI will never be held responsible as long as Dems are in power. So when we have the House and the Senate tomorrow, will will the FBI be held responsible? Right now, they're running willy-nilly. Why is the DOJ, why is the FBI in 24 different states going out to monitor all the elections? 
because they don't want to lose their jobs and be exposed for the frauds that they are in their lives. The FBI will investigate the hell out of every Republican. They'll go after Donald Trump. They'll go after every every freedom-loving America, right? But what, what, who, who won't they go after, actually go after? That'd be themselves. They'll never be held accountable, right? Remember there at the very, very beginning back in 2016? Strutch and Page, right? Having a love affair. Oh, I, I can't wait till Donald Trump's no longer president. We're going to get him. We're going to set him up. Yep. Those were all, those were all FBI Democrats getting that done. And parents know that public schools are indoctrination camps. That's what we learned on that last Monday, okay, as we discussed that. Education, I wish it were a bigger issue. I really wish people cared more about education. Certainly the teachers' unions wish that, but guess what didn't drive people to the polls? Education. Being 51st in education, it's fallen on deaf ears. Nobody really cares because the people who do care about education, they care about it enough to pull their kids out of failing schools with failing teachers and even more likely a failing budget that doesn't reward the teachers who are in there. And that's why the teachers are failing. That's why they're looking at 65 to 70% in terms of their graduation rate. It's absolutely ridiculous. Would you stick your kids in a school like that? Better yet, you as a teacher, would you work in a school where you know that you're only turning out that level of success? How does it feel to be a teacher in the most disappointing school district in the entire country. And why aren't you holding the people on your school boards more accountable? That's what I want to know from you teachers. Why do you vote with the teachers? union? It's like somehow you guys don't understand math. Are our teachers not that, not that intelligent? All right. So we'll cover uh, the previous Tuesday uh, when we get to that. 550, 5,500. Uh, let's see. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. How about uh, Joe Biden? He is the head zombie in chief. He absolutely is. So we know all these types of things. Kellyanne Conway uh, talking about how Dems ran on what they want you to believe. Republicans ran on what you can see with your own eyes. Remember, she was the architect, the first woman to go ahead and get that done for Donald Trump's victory back in 2016. Without her, there is no Donald Trump. And she even had to fend off her own husband's. How many, uh, her own husband. How many of you have had to do that in order to go in and vote? Back in three, you and me in the queue. All right, we're back here in the Kiva 522 uh, here on AM600KIVBQ.FM. Rockoftalk.com will go straight into it uh, rather than more protest songs and everything else. I do have to let you know that I do want you down at Mark Ronchetti's deal. That is going to be in approximately 38 minutes. So head on over there uh, to uh, Domingo Baca Park uh, at 6 o'clock, but get there now. Uh, the large turnout already uh, that is going on. So head on there 6 to 8 uh, there'll be some floodlights and other things that are making everything uh, light up, and in, including the full moon tonight. Eddie, in reference to the moon eclipse tonight, it could be a signal grace. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, let's hear what Lucy has to say about this. With so many praying Our Lady's Rosary for the election, a legion of Mary uh, prayer states, who is she that cometh forth as the morning rising, fair as the moon, bright as the sun, terrible set as the army, battle in array. This is a spiritual battle for the soul of our state. Pray and vote, everyone. I think uh, we have all agreed upon that uh, for sure. But let me get back to uh, the architect of 2016. That would be Kelly Ann Conway. Here's some uh, words, I think, on exactly that encapsulate what this whole entire election is about. And, you know, she's a very, very logical, very intelligent woman. Uh, she sees things as they are. Take a listen. So just this, the point here, maybe it's an obvious point, maybe not. Okay. The Democrats are talking about um, democracy and extremism. I think their policies are extreme. But they basically bet 
on Donald Trump, mega, 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 whatever they say, and abortion. It didn't work. And the Republicans bet on the reality of high inflation and high crime and also the problem with the borders and illegal immigration. I mean, is that the basic story here in this election? Yes, the Democrats ran on what they want you to believe. The Republicans ran on what you can see Ah, with your own two eyes. And voters are smart enough, Larry, to vote according to what they see. It is a decline in everyday wealth and in what your wages are worth, obviously, an increase in crime, a big problem with our education overhang. A lot of parents are still very upset about the declining test scores about the inability for them to find a better choice for their children. And of course, it's immigration and border security. I mean, 10 years after Romney blew it, and we had that autopsy by the Republican National Committee then under different leadership, uh, that was all nonsense compared to where the immigration issue has gone since. Mm. Where um, Steve Kornacki at his board last week on MSNBC was showing a Gallup poll plus 33 for the Republicans on which party do you trust more on handling immigration? Donald Trump was told you're going to ruin this country, you're going to ruin the party, you're never going to win because of that. But I think it's beyond immigration. I think it's border security. And if you have a president in Joe Biden Mm. who's minimally campaigning, but he's out there every day, if you have him, he has spent 174 days in Delaware and zero days at the southern border. Mm. He never talks about fentanyl. He gave a speech at Union Station, that big swing state, last week. It looked like the White House, which is the same same city as the the White House. Just stay home. Work from home, Joe, and do it. (laughs) Anyway, he gives this speech, never mentions crime, never mentions inflation, never mentions the issues that Americans have been telling pollsters for over a year mm. are vexing and perplexing them. One last thing, this whole thing, democracy's on the ballot. Joe Biden's on the ballot. His failings, his flailings, independence left him after Afghanistan. They've never gone back. He doesn't have an approval rating over 50% on any issue among independents. And to say democracy is on the ballot and democracy will disappear and use invoke Stalin and Nazis, it's so irresponsible, despicable, and insulting mm. to people who are truly suffering economically and afraid of crime. And here's the other thing. Democracy does not belong to one political party. Right. It belongs to each and every one of us. People know that, too. Yes. People absolutely know that. And you can talk about It's nice to have some uh, logic injected into all of this. And I think it's pretty easy. These are easy takeaways. I think we've all sort of come to this. And you know, there's about 2 to 3% that have left to sort of make up their mind on these final things. You know, is there going to be any sort of 11-hour shenanigans or anything else that might be coming up? Well, I don't think you have to worry about any of that at this point because I think the evidence is so damning over the last uh, two years since he's been in office that it's hard to run away with it. They can't even make up stuff any longer. And that's exactly what they have been doing all along. They've come up with crises. There's no way to verify. We're still looking for the video for Nancy Pelosi. Like, oh, there's no reason to make these types of things up. All right, let's go back to the previous Tuesday. We covered polls, cheating, oil, crime, Trump, and vaxxing. And uh, in our survey there at rockoftalk.news, 100% of Kiva community believes that Trafalgar poll, not the media polls. That's the biggest way to fool you is to gaslight you to have some sort of different expectation. Uh, to that end, real clear politics um, for governor of New Mexico. Here's what this looks like. All right. How is it that the one group, oh, this is this is a, a, a poll that, that the latest poll is the real clear politics average, has Lujan Grishop up 48-44. The real number is probably like 
to, I don't know, 44.1 or 44 is really where it's at. Because there's 3.3 in the actual separation, according to this. New Mexico, uh, they've got uh, Grisham up, adjusted poll average. Or they have her right now at 4.5. They're saying it's a Democratic hold. Lombardo right now, they're saying that Sisolak was 0.1. They're saying five seats hold. Lake flips Arizona. Michaels flips uh, or keeps Wisconsin. Kemp keeps Georgia. And DeSantis keeps um, Florida. But the late money, they're saying, that's coming in. They think Whitmer might keep it and Grisham might keep it. I don't think that either one of those to be true because we see the KOB TV Survey USA uh, uh, poll that uh, came out. They had Michelle Lujan Grisham up 46.39, okay? You go back to the previous two ones, one in September, one in October, they had Michelle Lujan Grisham up 12. Then they had uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham up 16. So that's out, out of 558, 570, and 650 likely voters. That's a gigantic spread. And these are called suppression polls that KOB Channel 4, along with Survey USA, have put out. It's not going to be anywhere close to that. The smallest margin of victory, seven. And if you look at the real clear politics political average, it's about 3.3 is where they're putting that. The Albuquerque Journal, the latest one, they had they had her up eight. That won't even be anywhere close. These pollsters are all going to be wrong tomorrow. And they know it. And they know it. They don't know what to do to hedge any, any longer. This is why they're all starting to come up with, hey, what we've done in the past is what you should pay attention to. Okay. So you guys believe the Trafalgar poll that has Ronchetti up one. Okay. If you don't want to go that far, we could at least say it's right where real clip politics has it at 3.3. Is that enough to go ahead and and close the deal out? I don't know. Is 40,000 votes enough to clear it out? Yeah, I think so. And that's about the number that need to go ahead and make the decision here in the next day. So uh, that's that's all that's left. 3% that's out there, 3% separates. And that's the way that you need to look at it. Democrats more likely to election cheat, doing so for 20 years. Uh, to that end, I just received an article. This article that just came in, had he, have you heard about this? And I go and I look at it, it says, what's going on? New Mexico Secretary of State shows 16 million registered voters drop overnight. Yesterday, when you went to the Secretary of State's website in New Mexico, you could see that over 17 million people reported as registered in the state. <clears throat> Here we go. That had been showing for days. They did all the screen captures. The problem is there's only 2.1 people, 2.1 million people who live in the state. This reporting of registered citizens is very odd when it's nearly eight times the number of citizens in the state. Today, the Secretary of State site changed it and has now show 1.36 million individuals registered in the state. So what's going on with the site? With so much sensitivity in the election process throughout the county after the stolen 2022 election, many concerned citizens across the county might be concerned with any issues that might indicate fraud in this election. And uh, I think that uh, we're starting to see some of these messages that come out, test messages, the AP putting stuff out, or I'm a member of, uh, of the AP uh, radio station uh, conglomerate. But the long and the short of it, Democrats, uh, as we found, and according to the article that I shared from heritage.org, showed you all the different places, the actual election fraud cases. Guess what? 100% of the election fraud cases in the state of New Mexico come from what party? Uh, That would be the Democrat Party. Let's go to it. 1998, Gillian Yingling. This was fraudulent criminal conviction. 2009, Teresa Monahan. Fraudulent use of absentee ballots. Horacio Favela. False registrations. Priscilla Morales, 
Murphy is uh, related to the Lieutenant Governor Howie Morales. False registration. Silvia Gomez. False registration. Uh, Eugene Victor. Impersonation fraud at the polls. Prosecuted 2015. Laura Seeds. Okay. Got a criminal conviction. Fraudulent use of absentee ballots. And Dion Herrera. Fraudulent use of absentee ballots. So um, the conclusion is. The Democrats are the ones who do the cheating, and they are the ones who have been connected uh, or convicted uh, for that. And I provide all of the evidence there. So if you are a <clears throat> subscriber there at rockoftalk.com and rockoftalk.news. Uh, all right, so let's continue. What else did we learn on that previous Tuesday? No, the USA is not the largest supplier for oil for the, uh, for the EU. That's what Joe Biden was telling you. Now, we have the number one, number six oil-producing counties in the entire country in Eddie and Lee County. And what's happened in Eddie and Lee County, right? The anti-fracking ban has hurt it, but they're cranking out as much. We're the second highest producing state in the entire country right now, behind Texas only. So we're going to keep cranking out as quickly and as much as they possibly can until the fracking ban finally sets in. The Department of Interior is run by... Deb Holland. All right. For cities the size of Albuquerque, what do we find out about our cities? For cities the size of Albuquerque, violent crime is two times worse than those run by the GOP. I gave you that on Reuters. You got an article that came out June 3rd of 2022. Democrats struggle to find footing on violent crime. And it shows all the places across the country where it has gone up. Particularly, this is why Tim Keller has a 33% approval rating. A series of mass shootings, they try to push all that stuff in, COVID chaos, all these things that they're trying to say that have something to do with it, that has nothing to do with it, okay? It has to do with, is your city run by a blue mayor, by a Democrat mayor? If it is, it's two times higher. The statistics bore, bear all of that out. All right, what else did we learn on that day? These are all things that help you come to the conclusion as you learn on that day that Hey, with that takeaway, I can I make can make a more informed decision. All right. Trump's support for winning candidates in 2022 is amazing. Trump may go undefeated tomorrow night. I think that's one of the reasons if he gets it, he endorsed Ron Ketty there at the very end. And no, no, please don't endorse Ron Ketty. That's the kiss of death. Well, he could go undefeated tomorrow. And if that is the case, and if Ron Ketty is the last blue one, boy, you have all the Republicans joining again going forward. And I know that that's wishful thinking right now until it actually happens. And finally, with the re-election of governor, APS will mandate vaccine. You know, Joe Biden is on the ballot, but you know who else is on the ballot? Your kids, your children, their future between education and healthcare, forcing them. And how many of you actually vax your children under the age of five? It's less than 95%, folks, or it's less than 5%, excuse me, 95% is the, the people who, or the, the, the kids who continue to remain unvaxxed under the age of five. That's kind of incredible, right? You kind of look at that, it's like, wow. Mandate vaxxing, is the APS really getting, because this is what they're doing? Then you know, I, I give you a link, the Albuquerque Public Schools, vaccines and screenings, here's what we recommend. Then they give you the CDC, then they give you the Mexican Department of Health, then they give you most children and all teens can get COVID-19 vaccines. Yay, what an opportunity, but what are we finding? I told you uh, myocarditis has gone from four in, a mil in one million to 25,000 in a million. 25,000 is the new number. And what, are they, what is APS trying to implement? A test to stay program, okay? A test to stay. They say, we want to test your kids. If he doesn't have COVID, they can go ahead and stay in school. As far as I'm concerned, 
we, we want all the kids to go ahead and create the herd immunity. It's better than the shot. We know that the shot is creating a number of problems. And most parents don't trust the pharmaceutical companies. Big pharma, right? It's funny how the Democrats always forget about using the term big pharma when it comes to Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson every single time. So that's what we learned on uh, that uh, previous uh, Tuesday to wrap things up. Let me go quickly through Wednesday of the last week or the previous last week. We discussed the Senate, homeless, COVID, GOP, and war. I gave you my take on the Senate at that time. 100% of Kiva listeners support pulling out of Ukraine and supporting diplomacy. Have you noticed there has been nothing mentioned whatsoever about the Ukraine over the last two weeks? Because it's not a winning issue because nobody cares about the Ukraine. And I mean that, honestly, wholeheartedly. They're going through brownouts and blackouts. Zelensky is getting billions upon billions of dollars. And, you know, I played this little piece here for you about uh, Putin and Zelensky. Can they get to the table? Well, they've actually had a face-to-face -face meeting before. Check it out. Nora O'Donnell from CBS News. And if the mainstream media said this, well, certainly I think they, they can get there. Take a listen. In the company of veteran European politicians and Russia's ex-KGB spymaster president, Ukraine's leader, Volodymyr Zelensky, was clearly a novice. In fact, it was President Putin who reminded him to face the cameras. This is a high-profile summit, and as expected, there was no diplomatic breakthrough. But it was also political theater. Everyone watching to see if Zelensky would blink in the face of Russian pressure. All right, so uh, there you go. Uh, they met. They had a conversation. Why can't they have that uh, conversation now? We put that out to you. 100% of Kiva listeners support diplomacy. And I think given what we're seeing out of North Korea right now, how couldn't we do that? How, how couldn't we be united on that front? So uh, there you go. Uh, how about Dems will lose the House and the Senate? Made that prediction uh, on that Wednesday. I think it was pretty safe at that time, even though I had been making that uh, way before. Well, you got the information directly from the one group that definitely doesn't want them to win the House and the Senate. And that would be the New York Times, folks. That would be the New York Times. So if the New York Times comes out and uh, they're giving you this data and then we start to see the trend and not much has really changed, let's not forget Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is out there and he is uh, you know, pushing out this information that, whoa, this does not look good. 81% of the people are not happy with the economy. The last time that has happened is never. They're losing between 40 to 50. Uh, you heard Newt Gingrich says it's going to be a change of 44. Okay. I put it at 20, uh, excuse me, 227. News putting it at somewhere between uh, 253 and 256. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. If it's that much, I wouldn't be surprised, but it's still very, very crazy. All right. So uh, Dems will lose the House and the Senate. You got that on Wednesday, 10 26 22. Homelessness is a cause and a symptom of more violent crime. Rampant homelessness in the city of Albuquerque. Why is that happening? Well, it is causing more crime. 100% of homeless people that are out on the streets have committed a crime or have been incarcerated or both, right? Some people are just incarcerated because they're out there and many people don't consider, you know, what they're doing, squatting or anything like that, an actual crime. But now it's become the NIMBY crowd particularly has said, okay, that's definitely a crime. We need a police. We need it cleaned up. We don't need this stuff in my backyard. Okay. The homelessness is a cause and a symptom of more violent crime. Where do you see it the absolute worst? Well, in Los Angeles, they've gone from 57,000 to 72, 73,000 homeless people now. What's the, what's the problem with having that number of homeless people? Well, on a per day basis, 
Los Angeles County in the city of Los Angeles is body bagging somewhere between five to 10 bodies a day of homeless people who are dying out on the street, literally just dying out on the street. That's the problem. Why do we have such a high murder rate? How many of those victims have been homeless people? A disproportionate amount have been homeless people who are out there fighting for survival. Okay. That's one of the reasons. And how many more are not even reported? All right. Uh, so we gave, I gave that to you. I also gave you anti-COVID vaxxers have taken over my body, my choice. You see that. This is part of sticking with the message and following through. Let this be a lesson to future political people centuries from now. If you stay on the message and you work hard on it, uh, work hard enough on it, even the very messages that they've worked to take over have taken on a different meaning. If you continue to remind people of the hypocrisy of their own meeting, this is exactly what I'm doing right today. We got zombie. We have fight the power. We have these different songs and we can gaslight the entire place by culturally appropriating the things that they use for them to say, Hey, now the shoe is on the other foot. That's exactly what's happened with the people who are pushing my body, my choice. How come my body, my choice doesn't actually deal with anti-vaxxing? Well, then and now it does. Now that's all it means. The abortionists have abandoned that altogether at this point. We found, and I've showed you how the GOP fixes inflation. When does the GOP come into power in the executive and the legislative and, and uh, all those in the legislative and the executive, excuse me, in the United States government? When? Well, at, at a time when inflation goes up, because based upon their shrewd economic analysis and ways of looking at the world, right, cutting back, you know, trying to fuel more investment, R&D, getting companies to, to, to hire more people. How do they do that? Well, they've got to make the economy healthier to do it. Democrats don't do that. They print more money. They do that supply side stuff that has created the inflation in the first place. It creates lower employment. But what happens at the end of the story? Well, you're seeing happening at Twitter uh, for other reasons, and now you're seeing it happening at Facebook because the bottom line uh, needs are not met. And remember, these are publicly traded companies. They have to drive that bottom line, regardless of how much they want to go ahead and virtue signal and tell you you're banned here and you can't do this there. Why? Well, that's just what they're running on the agenda when you have that much money that's being printed and given to them. And finally, 100% of Dems back support war against Russia with no diplomacy. Back to the Russian front. Even the progressive left went exactly in that direction, didn't they? You had Ilan Omar, you had Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. No, we're going to go ahead and revoke and remove any and all previous uh, desires to do full-scale diplomacy uh, between Russia and Ukraine. Why did they want to do that? Because they all had to have one look at the war together with the president who wants the Ukraine to go to war. Why do you think he's con continually fueling NATO uh, to go ahead and bring in the Ukraine? Why did Ukraine, they say that they're on a fast track uh, to, to uh, join NATO? It's for that reason. Remember, we are supporting a non-member NATO country and the third most corrupt country in the entire world in the Ukraine in Vladimir Zelensky. Let's not forget what his previous profession was. He was an actor prior for him going in. So there you go. And uh, finally, last previous Thursday, we uh, had a couple of takeaways, which were 57% of Kiva listeners feel fairly connected to people emotionally, especially during a time. We start to, the weather changes, uh, things start happening, you know, the holidays come in, people feel increasingly lonely during this time, right? And so I wanted to kind of get an assessment of where we are. And it was a good Gallup poll that was uh, pulled out. And so many people are relying on social media as a way of connecting. Folks, uh, there's nothing better than having a, a presence or a family 
uh, a friend or a family member, you know, be part of your life in a very physical way. And I think that that's so incredibly important. And so many people have substituted social media uh, for that. And it's not satisfying. It's not doing the job. In fact, people uh, are feeling increasingly socially isolated the more they use Facebook, the more they use Twitter, the more that they use these things. So let's not forget um, sort of the irony uh, of all that, that that's very important uh, during this time. You know, sending a handwritten Christmas card, I'll tell you, I'll make it very simple versus, you know, sending somebody a hello or a video on on Facebook. What's more personal? Believe it or not, 100% of the time, it's going to be that handwritten Christmas card with a thought or prayer for somebody that you uh, care very deeply about. And I think that that's important. Joe is a pathological liar and can be diagnosed with dementia. You have a direct link to that. Okay, the medicalnewstoday.com showed exactly that. He he suffers uh, unbelievably uh, from a level of dementia that that's created by his own condition. It's not senility. So you have to understand that there's a link that's right there. And then I also told you why oil prices will never go below 70 bucks again. Every one of these top to bottom is a number of reasons to a vote not for a Democrat, but to be voting for Republicans. So I think uh, that's the way that's going to look tomorrow. Uh, don't forget, folks, uh, very quickly, uh, tomorrow at 4.15, I'll have Steve Pierce. Uh, 5 to 6 p.m., I'll have uh, Walt Benson and Greg Zanetti. And then I'll have the coverage going all the way until 11 p.m. tomorrow with Natalie Jaybird, Casey McHale, Dinah, and Dr. Summers. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. Back in three minutes in the Kiva. All right. Good job, Rudy. Appreciate everybody uh, tuning in uh, this afternoon. As I mean, I'm going as quickly as I can. Uh, n- next 11 minutes, uh, folks, uh, you want to go ahead and get it out to Domingo Baca Park out there to go see Mark Ronchetti. If people want huge fire started by homeless people by UNM Eddie, abandoned frat house happening right now. Um, whoa, got a lot of texts. Let me read these and then I'll get back to what we learned. And feel free to go ahead and call in if you'd like. See if I look at the board. Wow, listening to Glenn Beck Podcast 162 from Friday night. Whitney Webb, she knows all about the Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, and her father, Robert. Oh, news alert just coming out from KRQE. Fire breaks out near UN campus. It's like reading a spy novel, listening to her in the first 20 minutes so far. She's only 33 years old. Man, if you hear this interview, I guarantee you'll be mesmerized by her knowledge and poison, strength and guts. Kennedys and the Clintons, murderers. Like it's crazy. I have a clip for you actually uh, on that. I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, leave it to me to go ahead and um, and get it to you. So this was Bill Clinton earlier today, folks. This is Bill Clinton on uh, the Jeffrey Epstein. Hey, where did he go? Where, where Bill Clinton? Did he disappear already? <laughs> He's showing up all of a sudden on on his. Uh, okay, here here you go. Here's Beto right now. Um, this is no. We're not going to get to literally the Bill Clinton stuff just disappeared. He was talking about Jeffrey uh, Epstein. They asked him point Blake about what was going on with, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. And he says the evidence speaks for itself. And I, and I looked at it. I'm like, are you kidding? Did he actually just say that? Like, we're going to rely on the evidence with Bill Clinton and, and where did that go? Did it? Yeah, it's gone. Huh? As quickly as it was there, uh, Bill Clinton definitely said it. Uh, he said that the evidence speaks for itself. I'm like, yep, we had all the evidence. And remember that ABC reporter, how incredibly angry that she was about the fact that she had all the goods, everything, she had them all dead to rights on it, and it, none of it, oh, here it is, finally. There it is, finally there. All right, so here's Bill Clinton laughing 
about this uh, whole entire thing. It's a short clip, but I, I need you to hear it uh, nonetheless. Pretty telling. So uh, Bill Clinton laughs when asked about his ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Wow. I mean, it's just right there. The guy literally, I think the evidence is clear. So uh, even though the audio uh, was not very clear. So there you go. Just a little supplement to what you're saying. The Kennedys and the Clintons murderers are absolutely crazy. Eddie just read this from the noted political scientist and analyst Larry Sabato. Republicans take Senate 5149. Republicans take House 237-198. And governorships go to the Republicans 29-21. Wahoo. I hope his crystal ball is accurate. Yeah, but we need a little bit more. Remember, we got some flim-flam uh, Republicans who are there who might decide to play those shenanigans going the other way. We need 53. I guarantee it'll be at least 52-48, but we need 53 on this. Eddie, I'm at uh, Domingo Baca, 13 state police, about 50 QAnon lizard people. What? What is this? Stop. Please, please stop with that. Uh, Eddie, National Guard activates cybersecurity teams in 14 states ahead of the elections. Yes, uh, I've seen that. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's something. So uh, there you go. All right, let's continue on what we have learned, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's important for us to, you know, review, convince others. You can tell them to go to Rock of Talk dot news that's rock of talk dot news uh, anti-covid vaxxers have taken over my body my choice we covered that gop fixes inflation 100 percent dems back support war against russia all right uh last thursday cities should never house the homeless in hotels as a solution what did you have from pelosi would you have from all these various people who said that what they were going to go ahead and, and and solve it back in 2004 a certain city councilor karen bass she's running I believe for mayor of Los Angeles, that'll be elected tomorrow as well. They have been transitioning and forcing these hotels to tell them how many rooms that they have left vacant. They're forcing them, right? Just like the lodgers tax and everything else that they force them to do. They're, they're forcing them to do that, which is absolutely ridiculous. You shouldn't be able to go ahead and, um, you know, grab onto the remainder of the hotel rooms and tell these businesses who they can, who they can't uh, rent to. But Apparently, the city of Los Angeles is paying these hotel rooms. Guess what? We've also done that here. It is a bad solution. The Super 8 Hotel, which is uh, right adjacent uh, to where I'm broadcasting from, did that for a number of time, a number of, of weeks before I exposed them for doing that. I'm like, where's all this stuff coming? Who are these people that are here all the time? Why do we have, you know, these suddenly things are missing. There's crime. There's things that are happening. All of our trash was thrown out the other day. Of course, we have lots of homeless people that are circulating uh, back through here. The Democrats fail to deal with the homeless problem. And that homeless problem is continually dealt with with short-term solutions, folks. Short-term solutions. And those short-term solutions uh, will not ultimately uh, fix uh, the homeless issues. All right. So cities should never house the homeless in hotels. That is all Democrat uh, mayors who do that. Americans bring more fentanyl from Mexico than illegals. So this is one of the things that the Republicans ran on that is false. It's the only thing. Okay, I exposed it for what it was. Actually, a majority of the drugs that are coming over there are from Mexico, but guess who's smuggling them? Americans are smuggling them. That's right, folks. Americans are smuggling. Not, not, <laughs> that's right. Not Mexicans. Americans are smuggling them. And then finally, Agenda 2030 has no pushback from the industrialized world. It's up to you to all push back. I wish that was a bigger thing. I wish we would have talked more about the Energy Transition Act. I wish we would have talked more about uh, those things. Steve, uh, uh, 
checks back. 300 people there that are that are uh, there. Oh, he's saying, quote, QAnon, those are people. So a good uh, turnout so far of 300 at least. Let's get it to 500. You want to go to a North Domingo Baca Park there on 6,700 block of Carmel and uh, go see Mark Ronchetti. Go see the group that's out there. Even in the night, it should be lit up and uh, hopefully there's going to be a good crowd. 300 is pretty good. Let's get 500 out there. Finally, uh, last Friday, I always love our Friday shows. Those are good. The future, the economy, woke politics, pipelines, and chips. 86% of people are less optimistic for the future of our children. Uh, that was uh, directly from our poll. Uh, this is why we're fighting so hard. This is why we're fighting, I think, so diligently uh, during this time to let people know the real facts of what's happening to our kids and to our families and to our lives during this time. But we're less optimistic if things persist in this way. I'd like it if two years down that that number is down to like 45, 50%. Then you can see in 2024, if you can think that people are more positive and optimistic for the future after we have a Republican uh, led House and a Republican led Senate, then I can think at that point that 2024 is going to look pretty darn good for us. We've got to fight. Remember, tomorrow is just the beginning, it's just the start of us starting to uh, turn things around. The GOP will make the economy better but inherent worse situations. Uh, that is always the case. I told you that earlier with regard to inflation. And so now you understand that. White guilt and wokeism is mental illness and patronizing. Yes, you see people who suffer from this all the time. The self-deprecation that they feel like that they were enabled, that they were privileged, that they were given this, that they were given that. Uh, you know, nobody should ever have to apologize for the success. And I think society at large, particularly ad agencies have made you feel guilty, right? For one thing or another, something you've done to the environment, something that you've done uh, to other people because you decided not to get facts or your success. You should realize that you should be in a more diverse economy or offer these people who don't have the opportunity to get this, even though they don't have the education or the uh, will or the wherewithal, they think that they should just be given these things. We've done that with education now, right? It used to be a meritocracy, no longer. Now it's like everyone should be able to go ahead and get a degree and you shouldn't have to pay for it. We're gonna go ahead and relieve you of your obligation to pay for your student loans. And in addition to that, if you wanna go to school now, it's gonna be free. I mean, there is, nobody tells you that there's no value in education any more than the Democrats have done uh, over the last couple of months. All right. XL and Keystone pipelines are coming back. They have to. They have to at this point. You saw what's happening with diesel. Do you know the, the price of toilet paper at this point? You know how much it is per roll? When the price of toilet paper is more than a dollar per roll and you're buying bulk, we got problems in this country, folks. <laughs> we don't have enough money to wipe our asses at this point. That's where we are. That's that's where that's how, how bad are the craps really hit the fan and it's gonna hit a lot of other things. When we don't have enough money to actually wipe our asses because we can't pay for the fuel to get it for it to get here. And yes, it's an absolute truth that we are less than 25 days. In fact, uh, we are considerably more. Uh, U.S. spent 12 times more money. What are we spending our money on? Ukraine. Vladimir Zelensky has uh, probably received the most aid of any foreigner, foreign leader uh, than, than, than any other country in existence. More than $100 billion thus far. 12 times more than the entire United States economy spent on homelessness. All right. And finally, the final takeaway for last uh, Friday is the previous Friday, not last, last, not last Friday, but last, last Friday. 
China dominates the semiconductor manufacturing business. Make no mistake about it. Joe can say all that he wants to say about uh, that, but I'll tell you. China, Taiwan, Korea, they all dominate the chip business when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to that, they, we we are envious of them. They are not uh, envious of us. And you got the complete and total. It's China, India, excuse me, uh, and Indonesia. There you go. Is uh, the company the the countries that produce it? So back for hour three, you and me here in the Kiva on AM six hundred KIV ABQ FM Rock of Talk dot com. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Republicans and you independents that are going to get uh, Mark Ronchetti and Yvette Harrell and a number of the Republicans up and down the ticket. Uh, boy, if we can get miracles and just get them all elected, that would be great. But that's not the reality, folks. Uh, well over a thousand people uh, over at Mark Ronchetti's little shindig. I'm looking at this uh, right now. This is absolutely terrific. Uh, let me just, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well over a thousand people. Way to go, guys. Way to represent. Yeah, it's a huge and I'm glad that you guys are out at uh, North Domingo uh, Park uh, here this evening, enjoying yourself, watching Mark Ronchetti, getting ready for what, uh, in my opinion, is going to be a holiday for all of us. We've been working so hard, uh, just dealing what uh, they've been, uh, <laughs> you know, had coming our way. We're reviewing the top 10, or excuse me, top 30 things from the previous couple of weeks to, you know, get those uh, people who are on the fence. But let's not forget, um, one of the biggest things that's out there is the homicide rate. Uh and I left this uh, for all of you uh, over the weekend. Uh, we're at 126 homicides in Albuquerque, according to the uh, Albuquerque city of Albuquerque, which includes justified and unjustified. Uh, um, I think it, they, the total is like 115 um, in, in what they're counting, but it's actually 126. And according to ABQ Raw, there's 151 homicides. 
And that is driving people away from Democrats and uh, towards Republicans. Um, told you should have voted for Republican, but you didn't. So we're going to get a Republican governor instead. And I think that that's uh, pretty good. Well, on Halloween last week, 75% of you will spend less this Christmas. That's right. Uh, you're not going to spend as much as you uh, were uh, last year. So you're going to spend a lot less, not feeling that good about the economy. You know, that's a real indicator. Not, not able to afford as much as we, we had last year. That's probably the best indicator uh, right there. How about Wall Street rises 14% in October on misinformation and hope? You see that happening right now? Uh, well, after tomorrow, once the Republicans have it, uh, they're going to pull all that money out of the market because it's not going to be propped up uh, by the government. A lot of that uh, free, cheap, easy money. And we're going to find out that so many of these companies are finally going to get exposed. I mean, how else do you explain Facebook and Twitter and all these huge layoffs, um, Twitter formerly traded on the market. How else do you explain them laying off like right as soon as the election happens or even making that sort of announcement? Okay, They're, they're trying to induce a level of fear. Uh, maybe we won't shed that many jobs if you guys decide to go ahead and yeah vote Democrat. But people aren't even doing that anymore. They're not even thinking about it. They're like, you know what? This guy's crazy. Our president's, uh, our president, the people who are running the Democrat Party are crazy. We need to go ahead and, and save our country. I'd rather pay the piper now. And uh, many people are, are voting in spite of themselves and voting some, sometimes you think even against themselves, right? I think a lot of that is happening because they know that we need to make sacrifices. You know, we used to be a country like that where people made sacrifices for their children and, and for every, now, now you're willing to sell your mom down the street if it'll make you a buck or two. Like that's, that's what you got. You got a bunch of Hunter Bidens in your house. <laughs> How about Trump's endorsement did not have a bad effect on Ron Kenny? Well, at least not until maybe, uh, and that's with Republicans, not with Democrats. The Democrats, by and large, you know, they're not going to say that they, if you hate Trump, you hate Trump. And you're going to, but now you're starting to think that maybe Trump isn't so bad because why do we have this idiot in, in charge of anything? This is not better. This isn't a better situation for any of us. And there are people who just don't care about politicians. The guys who don't care about politicians don't care about Trump's endorsement. And did it help? Yeah, it actually pulled some people away from that third tier candidate who's out there, who's supposedly liberty loving. And so supposedly is believes in the Constitution, all these things. No, it pulled it uh, more towards Mark Ronchetti. So I think that that was good. How about the last three incidents of political violence in New Mexico? Where do they come from? They came from the left folks. That's right. Tommy Lauren, right? You know, the, the guy that was most previous here, I know at Charlie Kirk was over at Legacy. Good job, uh, Steve Smothering, getting him over there. I think that that was uh, pretty good. That uh, further incentivizes and gets people excited and going and thinking that we have a chance. That's very, very important. Uh, woke culture has left Twitter. I've already played that for you. Whoopi, I don't want to hear her voice again. Conservatives got back on Twitter, including moi. You might remember when... Um, Elon Musk first made a salvo. I'm like, okay, well, if he's going to buy Twitter, I might be interested in doing this again. But I took a very hesitant. Then, then I'm like, oh, no, he's not going to close. Well, Elon was forced to buy it. He is going to lose money, and he's got to make it better. And I think that's a hell of a lot better than if he decided to just buy it and turn it into, hey, we'll try this out and try this out. He is actually going to be forced to survive. The market will make him better. The market for him to go ahead and improve on the product will make Twitter itself better, folks. That's what we need. Competition improves everything. There is not one thing in this world that competition has not improved. Okay? You can take that to the bank. 
if a, if a radio station didn't have to compete against other radio stations, it would never be better, right? If, if, if a certain type of, uh, you know, engineer or doctor, if they did not have to compete against each other, they wouldn't get any better. Okay. That's why private, private entrepreneurship, private competition between private businesses who are seeking to have a bigger and bolder and better, uh, they have to do what? R&D. They have to internate. They have to be faster, be there first. They have to be smarter, be more intelligent, right? Or they have to cheat, which is, or they have to borrow or get money for, or their ideas from somebody else, right? And we've certainly seen a number of those uh, uh, companies that have been propped up by the government as well. And that one, one of those would be Elon Musk's company. And finally, last, uh, last, last, or excuse me, last Monday, the left really wants illegals to vote in the U.S. election. And I give you a fascinating uh, study and the actual, you know, chapter and verse of why they are registering illegal aliens to vote. Well, or why they're new citizens at the human resources. Have you registered to vote? Can you vote? They'll turn out and they'll vote and they want them to continue to vote for the left. So that's literally um, one of the things that they have advocated for, one of the reasons why they drive voter registration, et cetera, et cetera. 550-5500. That's 550-5500 if you want to go ahead and text. And don't forget tomorrow, let me give you the lineup. Uh, 4.15 p.m., Steve Pierce, hopefully uh, 5 to 6, uh, we'll be able to hear from <clears throat> maybe Mark Ronchetti at that time. It's okay if we don't, though. I'm totally fine. Uh, Walt Benson, and uh, we will also have Greg Zanetti from 5 to 6 doing their analysis, what's going on. Uh, then, uh, kicking off at 7, we have Dr. William Summers, 7.30, Dinah, Casey and Michaela, 8 to 9, Jaber and Natalie, 9 to 10. Back in 3, you and me. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229, 884-8229. When auto theft occurs, your life changes. Auto thieves win, you lose. Don't risk the preventable crime of auto theft. Get Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device today. RevelcoNM.com, 550-4994. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you know what your building is worth? Would you like to get a free cost analysis within 24 hours? We can help. Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. In today's home mortgage market, it's important for consumers looking for a mortgage to shop around. The reason? We have just come out of the lowest rates in history, and many homeowners jumped in to take advantage, and mortgage lenders across the country were making huge profits. Today, the mortgage volume is a fraction of that, and these mortgage companies are in a panic with profits falling off the cliff. So what are they doing? They're charging borrowers interest rates and fees much higher than they deserve. That's because the higher rate and higher fees, the more profit. In other words, the lenders are maximizing profits on the backs of consumers. They are counting on borrowers not shopping that mortgage around. Indigo Mortgage will always try to get the borrower the lowest rate with the lowest fees, and we have saved homeowners many thousands of dollars over the years. So shop and shop local with your trusted local mortgage company, Indigo Mortgage, 836-5700, or on the net at indigomortgage.net, NMLS 23-1962 and 188-348. 
for a little long commercial set. A lot of people want to hear my interview with uh, Newt Gingrich again, so I might decide to do that. Let me know, yay or nay, one way or the other, if you want to hear uh, that to go ahead and wrap the show. I've got some uh, other uh, video that I've got to go ahead and uh, get out, or excuse me, audio that I need to get out, so uh, I will do that uh, momentarily. Again, um, I've got a special guest for the 10 o'clock hour uh, tomorrow night, 9 to 10, Natalie and Jaybird. Natalie to the front side, Jaybird on the back side. Uh, Casey McHale, 8 to 9, front and back for uh, Casey McHale. Dinah, 7.30 to 8. Uh, Dr. Summers at 7 o'clock. And then uh, I have Steve Pierce at 4.15. Uh, 5 to 6, we have Walt and Greg. So we'll have all of your election day coverage. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. I'll shoot out my, uh, well, what do we have, the the moon overnight tonight so that's going to be kind of crazy uh so we'll do that i won't be up for that i hope at least you know i don't know maybe there's a blue blood moon gonna keep, the, the blood moon is red right even that's red according to some of you guys uh, who are out there uh 550 50, let me get some more stuff before we, we sort of wrap up some of the lessons <clears throat> here's what is uh for you republicans just driving republican uh support here is uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, this is what he wants to do. He's selling this the 11th hour to, I don't know, Maryland, California, places where they don't have to work, worry about all this stuff. Here's what he is uh, selling today in the crowd. The elect Western government is going to make sure the right to choose is protected for every woman in Maryland. The elect Western government is going to make sure the right to choose is protected for every woman in Maryland. The Republicans gain control, Congress, and pass a, na- a nationwide ban on abortion. I will veto it. Does that sound like a very enthusiastic crowd out there? I mean, they're sort of half clapping, half cheering. You know, you don't have people sort of losing their mind and a quasi-religious type of experience. You really don't have any of that. And what, you, what you do have is you just have people just cheering over at Bowie, Bowie State University. Whoa! Listen, listen, listen to this. And pass a a nationwide ban on abortion, I will veto it. (laughs) If we elect Chris Van Hollen and elect two more Democrats and keep control of the House, we're going to codify Roe v. Wade in January and make it a run of the land. I mean, just those aren't even words. The the man cannot even enunciate any of the words, so we should be thankful uh, for that. So, that's Joe Biden today. We, of course, know uh, Kamala Harris and what she's done. She came back and uh, here to New Mexico and did the very same thing. Okay. Here's Rachel Maddow a little bit uh, earlier uh, today. All this stuff just starting to come in, pile in, folks. And uh, I need you to listen to Rachel. Let's see. You know, got to take all the people on the left, see where they're at, kind of take uh, more or less a gauge. Uh, this is important. Go but ahead. if you have to pick just one thing to learn, one thing to be cognizant of this election eve, it's this. Democrats and Republicans are voting 
differently, meaning they are voting by different methods. NBC's new poll today shows that voters who want Democrats to control Congress voted early by a two to one margin. Voters who want Republicans to control Congress are not doing that. By a two to one margin, pro-Republican voters plan to vote tomorrow on election day itself. Bottom line, the vote from people who vote on election day tomorrow will lean Republican. The early vote will lean Democrat. And that is the one thing to keep in mind as we all head into the incredible circus and joy that is election results tomorrow. (laughs) That is why Republicans all over the country have been laying the groundwork for early votes and absentee votes and mail-in votes to be seen as suspect or somehow less legitimate. Already, Republicans have filed lawsuits that have gotten certain early vote ballots tossed out in states like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Republicans from former President Trump on down have been telling their supporters that they ought to be suspicious of any vote counts that take a long time. Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani today saying that only the ballots that are tallied in the first few hours should count. And any ballots counted later than that should be seen as suspect. The reason they are doing this is because in many states, the same day election day votes, the ones that are disproportionately Republican, those votes are counted first. Only after that do they start tallying up the early votes, which lean Democratic. So tomorrow, we should all expect that in many states, the first tallies will look relatively good for Republicans. And then Republican leads will begin to shrink as the night goes on and as the vote counting stretches into the late evening, overnight, into Wednesday, and even longer. All right. So all that analysis, you have to understand that all of that is going to be the exact opposite for New Mexico. So all the initial vote tallies that I told you at the very beginning are all going to go for Michelle Lujan Grisham. And that's based upon how people vote here, right? Voting. She's got her analysis right. Unfortunately, it's going to be, she's, she's doing it for red states. I'm doing it for blue states, right? To get out the vote early in places where you can actually trust the vote and you can trust it in red states, right? Flyover country. Let's forget, let's not forget, I should say, the states, right, that were red back in 2020. There weren't any voting problems. Did, you, did anybody even think to uh, analyze the election from that standpoint? Anywhere where a Republican looked at, oh, no, things were, but anywhere where a Democrat won, I think the results were very questionable. Particularly, you could line one-to-one for every single, I think, save Georgia, every single Democrat who won, you had a Democrat Secretary of State. We know now to expect howls of protests from Republicans who will insist oh. that that's somehow... It's funny how they're running the same playbook directly back on us. It, it really is amazing. The same, the same playbook, they're going to run right back on us. Oh, suspect that there's vote fraud and election rigging going on. They'll demand that the vote counting stop. They'll file even more lawsuits on top of the dozens they already have to try to disqualify early, largely Democratic votes. Wow. But knowing it's coming doesn't stop it from happening. <laughs> it does help us know what it means when it does come. But setting those expectations is probably the best thing that we can all do for ourselves, for our family members, for our friends, in terms of being real, being patient, and not jumping to conclusions about tomorrow night's results. Oh, I feel like I, I did my job here because what did I do? I gave you the same exact coaching thing, exact ex- expectations so that you're not worrying. I think the biggest thing that everyone's been amplifying for the last, what, couple of weeks has been, oh, election, election day violence. 
We're sending in the National Guard. If people don't get what they want or if people are, feel like they're being pushed out of the voting booths, people are going to resort to violence because there's no other way to, to, to deal with it. Both sides think that they're cheating with each other. If you have coaching those expectations, much like the predictive programming that goes on, and we talk about that with Clyde Lewis and, and everybody else, if they foster your expectations, you're less likely to rebel which is why the government does that. Why do you think they do that in movies all the time? They put this stuff out in movies and they do it because they don't want you to jump to any conclusions that they haven't already given you. Well, this is the way it's going to go. Don't you know, we told you how it's going to go and here it finally is. So that's Rachel doing it. I did it earlier in the broadcast. I think you need to understand that uh, it's going to work quite the opposite the way that Rachel had uh, pointed out to her democratic and very liberal uh, viewers. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Uh, let's see. Biden and Harris hurt more than helped Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. <coughs> Excuse me. I think that that actually is the case uh, in, in terms of a big bump or boost from last week. Your democratic friends may have tried to sell you on that. That didn't happen. I don't think at any point that we thought that that actually happened. We never felt like, oh, well, I'm so glad Biden uh, came to town, Democrats, because that, that's really the, the, the closer that we need. No, not when your approval rating is the second lowest since 1970 amongst active presidents. All right. And Harris, well, she's got an approval rating of, I think, like 9% or something along those lines. All right. How about George Floyd would not have died without fentanyl? I literally proved that to you. I gave you the information from the National, uh, National Library of Medicine coming from Britain, talking about what happened. Uh, I think it's in a Russian camp when they aerosolize fentanyl. The potential for fentanyl to cause respiratory arrest, right? Which is what he ultimately died of, right? The, the knee to the neck, well, that, that led to respiratory arrest. He could, I can't breathe. I can't breathe, right? Received international attention after 118 Russian hostages and 51 Chechen terrorists were killed by an aerosolized agent alleged to be fentanyl during a rescue at a Moscow theater in October 2002. They actually have the case. The case is literally right there. Critical aspect of this case, they write, is a small dose of IV fentanyl that caused respiratory arrest in the ED. The search reminded emergency physicians of the importance of titrating fentanyl in doses of 0.5 UG slash KG IV in emergency patients. Why? Why do they want to limit the amount that they're putting a fentanyl in it? Because for anybody that had what? Mild in alcohol intoxication, this was their tech takeaway. Anybody who had unsuspected mild in alcohol intoxication coupled with fentanyl, they die. They die, okay? In conclusion, IV fentanyl for fentanyl should be administered with caution in the ED since even subtherapeutic doses can cause respiratory arrest in patients with unsuspected mild alcohol intoxication. So there you go, folks. Uh, that was it, George Floyd. That, I think, completely blasts out any of the Black Lives, Lives Matter push or any of the stuff that they were you know, trying to get out. All right, how about uh, social media? Most of you will stay on social media despite government. Your need for social media, or at least the need that you think you need social media, Right. Oh, I need it. So I got to have it because everybody else is on it. Like the need is actually created itself. You need what you need because you need it. Like that, that doesn't, that doesn't add up to me. But for a lot of you, you know, conservatives, even the fact that, oh, so and so is on it, I have to be on it. Or so this is how I get this. This is how I'm able to get, you know, become in the know on this, this, and this. So you have to understand, folks. You have to understand that most of you will not get off of social media despite many, and that, that's good now because Twitter is controlled by the right people. And I'd probably say that um, 
I would probably say at, at this point, people are probably starting to feel more confident about things like Rumble and, and a few other things uh, as well. All right, so let's uh, get to some more of this. Things that we learned last Tuesday. We will all be accused of being racist at some point. If you haven't been accused of being racist, you're not speaking anything. Maybe not. Maybe you're total mute at this point. Okay, I, I gave you the horrible story of a young woman who worked at a Chipotle and she happened to be Hispanic and a group of black uh, athletes walked in and they demanded, then they posted her face everywhere saying that, hey, you know, can't, can't, can't we go ahead and get fed around here? And it turns out all these people ran to her rescue. She got her job reinstated, even though she didn't want it back. And these people got exposed because they had done this particular incident and several other people and ruined several other people's lives. Because honestly, nobody wants, like one of the worst things that you can be accused of is being a racist. Right? I mean, I remember losing uh, my, my, my best friend. His name was Akira Hussain. He called me a racist. We never spoke after that. That was it. I said, I was like, stood and stuck. He couldn't believe that I wasn't voting for Barack Obama. I said, I'm, I'm not voting for a race. I'm voting because he doesn't stand for what I believe in. And immediately he, he accused me. The only reason I apparently couldn't vote for Barack Obama is because I was a racist. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I just, you know, don't agree with that. So you will be accused at some point, even if it's just telling people your vote of being a racist. And finally, most of the country no longer believes in affirmative action. A resounding 63% of this country and I gave you and I listed all those things. Those are things that are coming through the court right now. Very, very important. Uh, all right. We'll do Wednesday and then I'll cut over to Newt Gingrich and I'll do my Thursday and the Friday. All right. Crime, violence, workplace, vaccine and voting last Wednesday. 50% of you think the Dems will lose more than 30 in the House. It looks like it's going to be more than that. Uh, Newt predicted more than 44. Crime will give New York a Republican governor. Well, I've been looking at the, all the news coverage and Lee Zeldin is getting a lot of publicity right now. So things look pretty good for him. I mean, it's neck and neck. And uh, you can, you know, if he can get 30% out of New York, just like um, Luxalt, if he can get 40% out of Vegas, these are liberal places. Trust me, folks, he can, he can end up winning. And that's, that's pretty big. Leftists have been more violent than the right the last four years. I gave you a complete and total record of that. Uh, the Washington Post actually talks about that, about violent anti-police stuff that is being put on social media and then going out and actually executing and doing it. All right. Uh, how about companies? Should they hire on race? Should they provide not, uh, or excuse me, non-traditional health care? That's another big issue, right? Uh, transgenderism, it's something they tried to sell. This was an easy one, no brainer. I mean, there's Democrats who are leaving just because of the the blatant disregard for biology. I mean, trust the science. Well, how about biology right there? I think a lot of people need to start talking about that uh, more and more because it's in your schools and it's forcing your kids to commit to other genders. Um, and they are uh, normalizing this. And I think it's, it's a form of mental abuse. How about politicians are incentivized to push vaccinations? We saw that more than half of the politicians in Washington, D.C. were what? We're making huge amounts of money. What were they making huge amounts of money on? Investing in Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson. More than half of them. It should be illegal for them to go ahead and invest on any of these things. And finally, we'll have significant delays in voting results on Tuesday, which of course includes uh, tomorrow, folks. So we'll take a quick break uh, and I'm going to come straight to Newt Gingrich and then I'll uh, wrap the show. More people want to hear that. You want to head out to North Domingo uh, Park uh, today, folks. It's a big one. Oh, Eddie, 
I say, I, Eddie, I say a thousand. Eddie, I say 500. I say a thousand now. I'm at the wrong Keddy rally. That is pretty awesome. I'll even take a couple of calls. Uh, exclusive. New Mexico GOP state candidate blasts disgusting Democrat ad attacking police. That's hitting Breitbart. Um, Steve says, Whoopi won't leave Twitter. She was leaving the country when Trump won 2016. Uh, I offered to help her pack then, and she's probably not going to leave Twitter now. That's very funny. Uh, Eddie, just the, the one thing I can say is when they get this control, they better get busy and take care of things. That's right. You got to do the job. You can't just get elected and expect this all come. They're going to work harder than ever to push things your way. And I mean, when it comes to working hard, you know that that's what I do. All the above woke military energy independence vaccine requirements, CRT, the list goes on and on. They need to go in with an attitude of kicking ass and taking names. Back in three, you and me, and then straight to Noon Gingrich uh, when we return. Someone I did so long. For once unafraid, I can go where life leads me. Somehow I'll be strong. For once I can touch, but my heart used to dream. AM 600 KIVABQ.FM, Talk.com. I'm joined by uh, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. You guys are all too familiar with him. And of course, you see him, he ran for back in 2012. But the thing that I remember him most is, of course, the contract with America. It seems like we're having a new contract with America. Uh, welcome into the queue, Newt Gingrich, and into Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thanks so much for being here. Listen, I'm, I'm delighted to be there to talk with you. And uh, I do think that Kevin McCarthy's um, commitment to America, which people can see at commitmenttoamerica.com, is in many ways very parallel to what we did uh, and is uh, a remarkable document. If you go to commitmenttoamerica.com, you'll see over 150 specific positive proposals to try to get America back working again. It's nice to have structure since we've been sort of uh, floating on all the way. And we're going to go back a little ways just because we just celebrated uh, 31 years years, actually, since Clarence Thomas has been brought in. We're going to get to the legislative and the races and all that stuff. That's very important. And uh, McCarthy is doing a great job. And I'm glad that you're helping guide all of that. I've seen uh, you plenty of times on uh, Fox News uh, as well. But going back to judicial stuff, and we're now talking about some of that, uh, you know, heritage. Here's a man who didn't speak a word on the uh, bench for 10 years, Newt. And uh, here we are talking about affirmative action. Now, uh, this is kind of important. The uh, Supreme Court's really sort of taking over, and that's sort of the, the thing that we control 6-3 from what it looks like. But you, of course, addressed it on your transgender note uh, directly to Joe Biden over the weekend, and that's kind of seen where those two sort of converge and come together. Give me your thoughts on uh, sort of the, uh, the heritage and the strength of that that we have right now with the Supreme Court. Well, I, look, I think the one of the things which will make Trump a very consequential president is the Supreme Court that he left us. He appointed three constitutional conservatives, or nominated, and the Senate confirmed three constitutional conservatives. That meant that for the first time since the early 1930s, you have a conservative court, and it is reverting to actually enforcing the Constitution, doing exactly what former Justice Sirica uh, used to, to call for us to do. And and uh, I think that it's really, really an important thing to remember that um, we are dealing with a liberal worldview, which wanted to rewrite the Constitution, uh, disrespects the Declaration of Independence, uh, and uh, basically would change America in dramatic ways. We saw what happened with Justice Kavanaugh over the summer, the threats to his life, and now we're seeing the Democrats uh, sort of utilizing this in the one-off uh, thing that happened over the past weekend with uh, Paul Pelosi, husband to uh, Nancy Pelosi here, and trying to change the two uh, 
things that we're running on. Really, it's crime and economy. Now, inflation, you just got the three-quarter bump uh, just about an hour and a half ago uh, earlier today, and that is going to have some consequences. But I know that you're big on these uh, predictions, and we're going to sort of start there. We know that that's the two-prong approach. No no need to really kind of uh, beat that down. But your thoughts for the Senate, which seem to be sort of hit or miss. We've heard 50-50, the plus one, which it currently is. Uh, We've heard as high as 55-45. Governor Scott has uh, put that out there. Where do you see it? Why do you see it? And what are going to be the tough races in uh, your mind? Well, I, I think that it's important to recognize that when you have the current crisis in the cost of living, whether it's buying food or buying gasoline or buying heating oil or in the uh, very real problem now that we may be on the edge of running out of diesel fuel, which would be a disaster people haven't even begun to think about because mm-hmm. it, so much of what the country depends on is delivered by trucks who use diesel. Um, and uh, you then have the problem of crime. We have the worst crime we've had in at least, I would say, 40 years or more. Um, and we have a border wide open with cartels and fentanyl and human trafficking. Uh, you have uh, schools that have been teaching radicalism. And one of the side effects of the COVID school closings was people began to learn what was being taught their children, and they were just appalled. And all over the country, I hear from people who are so angry at the way the schools have uh, gone from educating to indoctrinating, and they've gone from teaching people to think to brainwashing. Uh, and so all of these things are swirling together. Uh, there's a Wall Street Journal report out yesterday that uh, women in the suburbs have moved 27% from Democrat to Republican since August. And I think it's the combination of crime and inflation and radicalism in the schools. So uh, I think these things are all moving. The reason I I give you that as background, because if that's what's happening, it's happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. So that puts New Hampshire in play where General Baldock, I think, probably is going to beat Maggie Hassan. Wow, that's bad. Uh, it, it, it uh, probably puts uh, Pennsylvania in play where I think Oz is going to beat Fetterman because Fetterman has been the most pro-criminal uh, statewide official in the country. Uh, literally voted to re- release 25 murderers when nobody else on the five-person board would vote with him at all. Uh, you're, you're almost certainly, I think, uh, going to end up uh, winning Arizona where Mark Kelly has uh, wow. failed to uh, develop. You know, he's failed to fight to, to control the border. Yeah. And that's the biggest issue in Arizona. I think you're going to see um, Adam Laxalt, the former attorney general, yeah. win the Senate seat in Nevada. And son of uh, Pete Domenici uh, here in our state of New Mexico, which who, of course, you knew was one of your colleagues. Oh, yeah. Pete was a great human being. Um, I would say also that uh, there's a real shot that Tiffany Smiley is going to win in Washington state. She's certainly within striking distance. And people are very, very tired of her opponent who's been there over 30 years. Uh, and finally, in Georgia, I think that uh, Herschel Walker is just uh, going to beat Warnock, uh, the Democratic senator. Uh, and uh, Herschel is, is, is a remarkable competitor and has gone all out and uh, has had a very good run. So I know that's uh, uh, very close to you, too. The Georgia race uh, being uh, from there, not to mention that's where you taught. But uh, will that go to a runoff speaker? It might. I have a hunch it's not going to, but some of my close friends think it is. I just have a hunch in the end that, that uh, Walker's going to win by a bigger, by more than 50 percent. Let's go to he, the he's, he's, a, he's ahead now in the most recent poll, 47-46, but the governor's doing very well, and the governor's now campaigning with him. Uh, and on the other side, Stacey Abrams is collapsing and yeah. behaving more and more idiotically. I mean, it's a, it's astonishing the things that say, she's, she's grown desperate, and as a result, uh, she is saying and doing things that just make no sense at all. Absolutely. She's been doing that uh, for as long as she's been around as well. Uh, we're with Speaker Newt Gingrich. Uh, he is giving us his insights, and we're going to drill down here to New Mexico very quickly because 
because there's some blue state bleed over that's coming in, turning New York, Michigan, of course, uh, uh, the uh, Oregon as well. But before we get to get uh, to that, let's get to the house. Uh, what is your forecast for that? You can just give us hard numbers and uh, give us a sure. couple of surprises if you would. Well, somewhere between plus 20 and plus 60. Uh, the, most, <laughs> the, most, the, the most likely number is 44. 44. Okay. I like that. Yeah. That uh, sounds real good. That puts us, uh, I'm, I'm pushing it at uh, 227, 208, but I think you're thinking even higher. And we're looking at the president's uh, ratings right now. Uh, this actually just coming out of Gallup this morning, presidential job approval and seat change in midterm election years. Uh, this could be one of the most formidable ones, given that he is at 40, which is second lowest of all the time. Hasn't been that bad since 2006 with George W. Bush, who uh, went negative 30 on that. Trump went negative 40 in, in uh, 2018. And it looks like Obama, as you know, back in 2010, right before he ran for president, went negative 63. So uh, that's a, a good estimate right there at negative 44. We're going to stick with that. And that looks good. Let's go to those gubernatorial races. Uh, New York's got to be surprising to you. Michigan, no surprise to you. I know you're happy with uh, Tudor Dixon. Uh, but hey, look at what Carrie Lake is doing, uh, taking the national helm. Your thoughts overall in a way that that sort of uh, changes the overall composition. Well, well, again, I mean, I mean, I've been watching Lee Zeldin, for example, in New York, and when Hochul and in, in their in their debate said, you know, what, why why do you want me to talk about locking up prisoners? Why does it matter to you? Uh, well, if you lived in New York and you looked at the amount of violence and carjacking and rapes and murders, uh, you'd know, you know, you'd think, Governor, don't you understand how bad this has gotten? Uh, and I think that there's, there's, to me, it's no accident. In addition, there's one particular school issue which which affects about a million Orthodox Jews, uh, and the left wants to basically force them to accept cultural left-wing ideas in their schools. And Zeldin was the one guy who stood up and fought for them. So I think uh, he has a lot of things going his way right now in New York, in addition to the general wave of anti-Democrat, anti-Biden mood that is building. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I think you see... Something similar, I think Ranchetti's now much closer than people thought. Uh, he'd be in terms of the governor's race in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, Carrie Lake is clearly going to win in Arizona. She she may be the most impressive single candidate in the country right now. I agree. Yeah, her, her ability to just uh, just actually decimate the media in those uh, quick hits that she's uh, mic'd up for that stuff is uh, absolutely viral right now. Thanks for mentioning New Mexico. And I just want to spend the last three minutes talking very quickly. Former DGA head, Michelle Lujan Grisham, we were the lockdown kings, or in her case, the queen uh, of this country. Uh, we are highly dependent upon the federal government. In fact, Joe Biden uh, himself is coming in here tomorrow. Uh, about noontime to go ahead and uh, stump. I'm surprisingly there. We know Hillary's back out on the stumping, uh, even on media. We know Obama went out last week, uh, all sorts of ridiculousness. But, uh, you know, he's approaching a lot of safe places. So give me your thoughts. This would be the last state to flip, uh, Speaker Gingrich. Uh, uh, well, look, I, here's, here's the problem they have. Okay. You bring in Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden. You remind everyone that this is a national election, uh, you know, they don't lower the price of gasoline. They don't lower the price of food. They don't solve the problem of crime. Uh, they just go around and, and, and give speeches. And so I, I don't think it's, you know, if I were a candidate on the Democratic Party side, I wouldn't want Joe Biden to come in. All right. You know, and, and frankly, Hillary Clinton lost in 16 because she's just not likable. Mm-hmm. 
So having Hillary come by to lecture you may not be the best way to, to develop things. I, you know, I, I develop a lot of these ideas in a podcast I do uh, called Newt's World, and, and we do three a week that are free. And we do them to, to, because I think what the country needs is a collection of positive ideas of solutions that will help us get the country back on track again. And uh, we've got to make this country work again. And I think that's a very, very important way to think about the near future. It's not about just defeating bad people. It's about defeating bad ideas and then replacing them with better ideas. And that's what you've been doing for a long time. You gave proper kudos to uh, Speaker McCarthy now as well. Uh, very quickly, we've got Mark Ronchetti. We've got a high level of quality candidates. He's a former news person, just like Kerry Lake is. He won his debates uh, outright, but he is up against a Democratic blue wall here in our state. You know, uh, if we could go ahead and turn the state of New Mexico, what's it going to take in your eyes being the last state going from blue to red here in this uh, all-important midterms? Your thoughts? It's real simple. Go to the grocery store and ask people if they like what they're paying, and then go to the gas station and ask people if they like what they're paying. It's a big state. People have to drive long distances, and it gets more and more expensive the longer the left is in charge. One more time, your podcast, so we can go ahead and get it out to all the people it's here in New Mexico. Well, it's, it's called Newt's World. Newt's World, there it is. Speaker Gingrich, thank you so much, Newt, for taking the time with us here in New Mexico. We'll take a quick break. Back in three minutes with a check on weather and traffic with Rudy Grande. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. All right, back here in the Kiva. And uh, it's very exciting because there are more than 900 people who are out there. I've got uh, several people who both texted in, and it looks somewhere between 750 to 1250. So, we're going to call it 900, and uh, it is a great turnout, and I'm glad that we were able to help a little bit with that over at North Domingo Baca, or North Domingo uh, Baca uh, Park this afternoon or this evening, and that is uh, very important. So we are going to be, uh, I guess, going through a blood red moon later on tonight, so that will uh, definitely be happening, so I'm excited about that. I'm not going to be up for that. I got I to gotta tell you, I have to rest up. If I don't rest up, I will be no good tomorrow. That is uh, for certain. So, um, and plus I've got a sort of a big trip planned for the weekend. Uh, I do want to kind of share some quick information with all of you. Uh, this show uh, will now be four hours beginning the first of the year. We're going to have uh, one hour of live call-ins. It'll be sound off. And that's the first uh, sort of tip to the next year. So I want to want everybody to know that uh, what I'll be doing and uh, that you'll get clues throughout the week. Uh, we'll be doing four hours of talk radio a day and I'll have uh, live call-ins and you guys can sound off on the things of the day. And I think that that's uh, very important. So I'm going to play a song that is very important to me. And it's by my, one of my favorite groups. Of course, I like you two and this group Coldplay. And this song is politic. The first song I ever saw them perform, they started their concert back in the day uh, on this. I'm going to play this all for you. And then we'll see you bright and early tomorrow, 4 PM. Bill O'Reilly is next. The song called politic by Coldplay. Everyone must find a place 
So 